Hello and welcome to Make It Rain. I'm your host, Hillary Hagerman. I'm saying my whole name now. Me too, and I'm Elizabeth Filippo. That's D-I space, because it matters, capital F-I-L-I-P-P-O. And I'm just a Hager, Hager, Hager and man. <laughs> this is Make It Rain, your treasured all royals, all the time podcast. And today we are talking about some letters. Some letters are good, like getting a letter to Hogwarts. Or getting an A-plus on a test. Some letters, not so good. Some letters are middling, even. Middling? Middling. My dad, whenever he, I ask him how he is, he always says, fair to middling. Oh. And I think that's funny, so I'm sorry picking up middling more. Is that like a small town Canadiana term? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Today we're talking about some special royal letters. Um, we've gone over, you know, the love letters from Charles and Camilla to each other before. We've talked about Diana speaking out to her friends. Uh, today, we would like to talk about some letters from Prince Philip, who can read and write. Used to be able to. Used to be able to. Now, as a living corpse, it is very difficult to continue on. I love that this podcast has just turned into a chance to shit on Prince Philip. I don't believe he's still alive. <laughs> no, me either. At least not of this world. They just wheel, wheel him out weekend at Bernie's style for an engagement every six months, and that's it. That's it. Anyway, at one point he could read and write, and uh, he wrote some letters. He's always been a troubling figure, I think, for many people who've watched The Crown. Not so nice. He looks like he kind of has a, a complex about his wife being soups powerful. Not so nice, but very nice to look at. You think so? Like well, young fellow. <laughs> I know, I know, no, I know. But I'm not attracted to the living dead. <laughs> to the letters. So one of the things that uh, the royals like to do, I guess before they could send like emails or texts, but to keep correspondence um, very personal and manageable, they used to send literally just sheets of paper back and forth to each other from Kensington Palace to Buckingham Palace with little notes on them. One of these notes uh, surfaced quite some time ago, but it's being resurfaced again. And it's a note in which Prince Philip wrote to Diana and actually came across kind of nice. Which is weird because, as we've said, he seems, even on his nicest days, he seems like he's a bit of a hard ass. I mean, the other week on our podcast, we talked about how he has a very sweet nickname for Queen Elizabeth, Cabbage. Um, and we thought that was weird because he does seem just like a mean guy. Yeah, and then I think, is it generational that it's like that? British stiff upper lip thing? Is it the, you know, like sometimes people's grandparents would say something kind of racist and you're just like, oh, oh that. grandma. Yeah. yeah. Oh, grandma. And then you think, yeah, Prince Philip is just all our grandfathers. So we have a letter written uh, in 1992 when Princess Diana and Charles were just on the cusp of, you know, their formal separation. Hillary, kick us off. Well... Uh, so Prince Philip wrote this letter to Princess Diana, and he basically just shits on his son in it, which is, is pretty funny. Basically, in this letter, Prince Philip calls Charles silly and uh, says he's silly for kind of risking everything with Camilla. Yes, this is after Prince Charles gave a, an interview where he openly admitted having affairs on Princess Diana, and it kind of is at the point where I'm not even sure if 
Prince Philip wants them to break up. I think he's maybe doing this as like a, a rallying to try and get them to work it out. Last ditch effort. Yeah, I think it's kind of just like camaraderie. Like he's saying, yeah, this guy sucks, but, you know, we all think he sucks. So yeah. chin up, Wilbur. <laughs> yeah, chin up, buttercup, soldier on. And it's also signed with fondest love from Pa. Which is sweet. I think it's kind of creepy. Is it? He's not her pa. But I think it's kind of familial. So Prince Philip writes, We never dreamed he might feel like leaving you for her. I cannot imagine anyone in their right mind would leave you for Camilla. Such a prospect never even entered our heads. Wow. Harsh. Harsh, and it's not a very long string of words, but he really makes them count. He's like a Hemingway in that sense. Very edited, no flow, like not flowery, no straight F. to Scott the point. No Fitzgerald style here. No. All Hemingway. I think it's number one, kind of problematic as a feminist saying that if I, I mean, maybe I'm inferring that he's, he's saying that Diane is more beautiful than Camilla. Yeah, I did kind of get that impression too. And I mean, we'll leave Camilla's physical appearance out of this she had her positives so did diana charles was just a weird guy um i don't know i mean diana was just so revered that it's maybe that's what he means it's just hard to see charles leaving a person who everybody adores okay i'll back that up then i'll take back my comment but my initial reaction was how dare you sir but also agree true (laughs) i had a, a bit of that also it's, it's a weird letter, and I mean, the, the royal family is weird, but it's strange to imagine someone writing this, like, I don't know, maybe you would comfort your friend like this, though, if, they, if their husband cheated on them. Yeah, it's kind of like when someone gets a new girlfriend, you go on yeah. Instagram, you're like, oh, you are, like, so much prettier than her. How could anyone, like, leave you for Camilla? That's exactly how he wrote it. If Prince Philip was on Instagram. Exactly, but also... It's strange because from what we know of Diana's relationship with Philip, and this is just from the tapes that we have from Andrew Morton's book, they kind of gave her a rough time. They didn't like how personable she was or how beloved she was by the public. They kind of thought she was a little bit too emotional. Dramatic. Yeah, Yeah. and that's why when I'm reading this, I think it is sweet because, you know, she is the mother of their grandchildren. But at the same time, I'm like, are you just saying this to say this to keep them together or are you saying this because it's actually honest? And it does kind of, as the letter goes on, it does kind of seem like he's maybe just saying it to keep them together because he kind of continues on that. I can only repeat what I've said before. If invited, I will always do my utmost to help you and Charles to the best of my ability. I kind of take that like, you haven't really asked me yet, but I'm willing to do some, willing to do some stuff. Yeah, I will bribe my son to stay married to you which is weird because apparently there had been some kind of secret or and this is just allegedly I should say allegedly it's all hearsay that Charles and his parents had struck a deal saying if he got married to Diana or if he married anyone he could put in like a good five years maybe even 10 and then afterwards if he still was unhappy they were going to give him like free reign to leave but they just wanted him to be married because he turned 30, essentially, and that was kind of unheard of for someone back in that day. Now it's like, why leave the party early? That's what I feel. (laughs) 
Uh, Prince Philip also goes on in this to say that he's not a marriage counselor, in case you didn't know. He has no formal training. I don't know what to make of this. I feel like the royals, maybe back then, especially when it comes to Charles, we had seen them meddle in Princess Margaret's relationships in the past. I can only imagine that they meddled in Fergie's relationships in the past. Not saying that there aren't people whose parents do meddle in their relationships, mom, but I feel like with so much to lose, they're so they're trying desperately to keep some sense of decorum here. I think they are really trying to keep decorum. And he kind of, although the beginning of the letter is kind of like, oh, what a nice guy saying that he he doesn't support Charles. He also doesn't support Diana either, which he gets into a little later. Like he full out says, we do not approve of either of you having lovers, which like, holy shit, it's not your business, man. No, I don't think anybody would really take what he says seriously because it's long rumored that he has was quite the philanderer quite the ladies man he was an extreme he was an extreme philanderer um allegedly allegedly if not you know actually committing adultery he walked a fine line with flirting with the ladies he did absolutely and if you've seen the crown there's um a lot of alluding to his philandering nature i basically believe that the crown is home movies i wasn't supposed to see i agree anyway he also gets into he kind of starts blaming diana in this letter like he he starts it off really nice and then it just collapses um later on he says can you honestly look into your heart and say that charles's relationship with camilla had nothing to do with your behavior towards him in your marriage that's not okay that's not okay because allegedly i'm not married Boys, get at me. <laughs> I'm not married, but I've heard you take a couple vows to stay with your partner and, you know, care for them in good times and in bad. Um, so to kind of blame Diana for Charles cheating on her, which he was doing before they were married anyway. Yes. I feel like this, again, might have been a time to edit and maybe say it takes two to tango if you wanted to say that. I can't imagine him saying that. I don't like that he's blaming her, but on the same stroke, I think, you know, happy people don't cheat, but it kind of infers that Diana wasn't the best wife and she made him leave. Uh... I don't know. (laughs) Am I wrong? I just feel like happy people don't cheat. No, I I think you're right. And obviously, like, this isn't your run-of-the-mill relationship. Um, It was kind of doomed from the start, which we saw... Uh, like I said, and like everybody knows, um, Charles was went into the marriage basically committing adultery, um, and they really weren't happy from the start. Diana was very young also, we have to remember, so it's not like you're in a mature relationship where you, you know, act like an adult all For the time. For sure. I think in under circumstances, let me take back my statement, happy people don't cheat. Charles cheats because he's always been in love with someone else. Yeah, so maybe he is happy. (laughs) Exactly. But then there's also the thought of Philip knows his son. You know, they're not stupid. They must have known this whole time that the Camilla Parker Bowles thing was happening. So I don't think everyone should be this shocked that all of a sudden it's not working when right away you had to tell him, hey, stop seeing that woman that you're in love with. Yeah, and I, I do think that they, you know, the royal family was aware of this 
long before Diana came along. Um, Charles and Camilla probably should have just got married. But, but she was married. She was married to someone else. I get the sympathy. Meh. I'm a little bit. I don't know. I have a grudge. Don't you love a great love story? We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to get into some letters from Prince Philip that were maybe not so nice. Stay with us. And we're back. You stayed with us, and we have more letters for you to deliver. Allegedly, there were letters that Prince Philip sent to Princess Diana that were not so nice. Conveniently, according to Princess Diana's former uh, butler, Paul Burrell, they went missing as soon as the princess died. Oh, a murder most foul. What do we have here? This seems like a case for Sherlock Holmes. In the letters, it's alleged that Prince Philip called Diana a harlot and a trollop. Trollop is one of my favorite insulting words ever. Well, it's not really an insult. I'm a vicious trollop. That's a little Gilmore Girls reference for all you fans. I caught it. I actually really like that. Uh, Paul Burrell's not the only person who's seen these letters. According to Simone Simmons, who Which is a great name, by the way. It's kind of like being named Will Williamson. Which is an awesome name. Or Philip Phillips. Remember that guy from American Idol? This is the most airtime he's ever had. Simone Simmons was a faith healer, so read into that what you will. <laughs> I don't know if that would be the most reliable witness. But she had seen these letters, and she said, quote, They were the nastiest letters Diana had ever received. She had death threats which were worded nicer than his letters. He called her a trollop and a harlot and said she was damaging the royal family. I thought, what a despicable man to say things like that, end quote. It is some serious shots fired. And this is one of those ones that it's like it's conveyed through a different person. So who knows if Simone Simmons, the faith healer, is really telling it word for word. Was it her that said like, yeah, they're missing, but I I remember what they said for sure. I remember word for word. Yeah, it's a little sketch, but it's not that hard to believe. It's not that hard to believe. And this is kind of more on Prince Philip's brand than the, the kind ones, maybe. Yeah, he'd be like, nah, I could, I, could see it. I could see him writing that. But this angered uh, Buckingham Palace so much that they had to issue a statement basically denying that he had ever had a bad relationship with Diana. It was, according to the palace, a gross misrepresentation of his relations with his daughter-in-law and very hurtful to his grandsons. Which is, I mean, that's great. That's a great statement. But we can all just write statements. Yeah, maybe I'll send you some mean letters and then I can get my press office to say I didn't. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I wouldn't. Let me just read through these texts. <laughs> Our Slack history is very telling. But then there's another friend of Diana's who's saying how, no, it wasn't always this way that Prince Philip had kind feelings for Diana. And she said... Quote, I was struck by how kind and compassionate and understanding he was of her circumstances, end quote. Coming from the British, I mean, like, the warm and fuzzies aren't really their thing. That's like a person who wasn't a sociopath saying, oh my god, what a nice letter. That's right. That's exactly what it was. Again, it's, it's tough to say because this is all just hearsay, but 
it kind of goes into the very dysfunctional relationship that Prince Philip had with Diana. And with many people. Yeah. He seems uh, like a, a difficult guy, and he seems like he's got quite the temper. Beyond just Prince Philip, it show it kind of like it illustrates that that thing we all know about the royal family, which is like they're just as messed up as your family. Oh, not uh, your specific family, but your family, all of your all of your family. No, I think we could go toe for toe on a shots off on whose family's worse. You want to bring your fam on? No, but I totally think that, like any family, yes, there are highs and lows, but for somebody who's being con- like portrayed in in the public diana said some pretty harsh things about the royal family and being a royal when she was in interviews with you know what's his name that was her tell-all interview in like 95 or something so i can t- kind of see i would be pissed if somebody in the royal family went out and said anything i'd be pissed if anybody in my family went on tv and said things about me that weren't necessarily true and even with, with Andrew Morton's book that came out about Princess Diana, even before people knew that she was a source, it was very much like targeting the royal family and saying like they treated her really badly, they caused her a lot of strife. So it and I, I don't doubt that that was true, but it's not it's not like she's been super kind to the royal family either. For good reason, but True. They went tit for tat on a lot of things. So I don't know. It's it's a difficult thing to unpack. I like this story because the royal royal officials kind of go as far as to like try to debunk this letter claim, um, the one that Simone Simmons said she remembered. Um, she basically claimed that the typed letters from Pr- Prince Philip were on cream A five paper, but in fact. Prince Philip always types his letters on white A4 paper. Obviously. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> That's basically right. The white glove is the white paper in this story. Those types of things are just petty. That's like someone in the Trump administration being like, aha, Mr. Donald Trump. Trump can't write. Exactly. He doesn't know how to write. So there. This whole thing went tit for tat because it was alleged by Dodi Fayed's father after their death that this may have been a potential setup by the royal family to have them killed because Prince Philip, and he names him specifically, didn't want Diana to, number one, remarry or have children with Dodi, which is a, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you'll have a field day with this, but. I love conspiracy theories and this one doesn't do it for me. I feel sad for his, for his father because it's just basically like grief. His, it's grief and his his son died in a truly tragic way and it's it's very sad and I can see how you would blame the royal family for that and I mean they are kind of partly to blame for the demise of both of them but the paparazzi is mostly to blame. Everything is to blame. It's not the royal the royals didn't crash the car. Let me put it that way. Um, but I can see trying to just put the blame on, on someone. someone, anyone, anyone. If you're like me and you like conspiracy theories, having us a, a theory makes you feel comforted. We'll have to go into this again. It's a tricky subject, but I just always think it's so interesting how out of every member in the royal family, Queen Elizabeth is the queen, but it's still Prince Philip who's kind of 
the one who people, you know, point fingers at and defer to as being this manipulating, mean, cruel person. I have two theories about that. Hit me. And number one is it could either be that the queen's kind of like smiling all the time, but silently behind the scenes, she's orchestrating all these puppets. Secondly, I wonder if people think that Prince Philip is kind of like the master, not the mastermind, but the driving force behind of a lot of this stuff simply for the fact that he's a man and Queen Elizabeth wouldn't do that. You don't think that there's been times at the dinner table where she's like put him in her place? I think a there, thousand percent. I think absolutely. But I wonder if the way that like the press and just like in day to day, I wonder if the way that these stories are told is like the man does the mean things and the woman sits at home. It's interesting. I think Queen Elizabeth and Philip is something that we got to explore Man, we got so much. We have so much to do on this podcast. That's why you guys got to stick around. Exactly. And if you want to listen to back episodes, how do you do that, Hillary? Well, if you want to listen to our incredible catalog of back episodes, which I highly recommend doing before listening to any new episode or anything you listen to in day-to-day life, you can check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Um, and in the meantime, you can also tweet us at yahoo style ca we'll be back next week with more royal rumbles royal rumbles royal rubles maybe that'll be our next it's a royal fight club themed podcast called royal rumbles we could do a bracket yeah all right well sit on that till next week friends good night and And good good luck luck. bye bye One take wonder like Celine, bitch.